What's up? Welcome back to the Unhinged Podcast. I really don't know how to start one of these, genuinely. <laughs> um, but if this is your first episode, then essentially what the Unhinged Podcast is, is a conversation about culture, news, politics, uh, and society, especially within America. And uh, my name is Alex Rosasimo. I'm sure many of you already know me because if you are listening to this podcast and you don't know me, that's awesome. Hi. But in today's episode, episode three, we're going to be talking about Alex Earl, the Monterey Park shooting the death of Tyree Nichols and Memphis PD, ChatGPT and AI's future. And with that, let's um, let's get into it. So I usually try and keep these short, um, but we have a lot to cover today. So first subject being Alex Earl. If you don't know who Alex Earl is, I don't blame you. She is TikTok's latest it girl. Um, as mentioned in numerous articles. Don't ask me what that means, but I feel like it's just the next Charlie D'Amelio, the next girl that'll be on the app for the next three months. But she she was recently in the news for this Dubai trip that she went on. And I wanted to talk about her more in a broad sense because she sort of like encapsulates everything about TikTok. Alex Earl represents what we all desire getting from capitalism. A lot of Alex Earl's fame and fans come from the fact that she is seen as relatable. However, the wider discussions, especially in communities of color, is that they don't understand it. To be honest, I don't see the hype either. Um, but as a man, I'm not really sure I should be the deciding factor of that. People will say she's open and honest about her Accutane journey and work she's gotten on her body. And at the end of the day, no hate to her. I think everyone is just so exhausted from participating in the system of capitalism that it very obviously has its imbalances. Alex Earl is an example of that. To be reminded of that every day is depressing. The stereotypical blonde woman who can post a few TikToks and all of a sudden she's financed the rest of her life and that of her kin is pretty insane. Obviously you can visit her page, but when I did, it was a prime example of what every other girl on TikTok was doing. Although Alex Earl capitalizes off of establishing her brand, she sticks to what she knows, which is makeup videos, get ready with me type things, and it paid off with the trip to Dubai, rumored to be financed by the UAE government. Because if you look further into it, um, and I'll have some resources down below that go more into specifics if you're interested, but the they flew first class to Dubai from New York or from LA, and they stayed in some insane luxury resort in the middle of the desert but essentially alex earl um represents the whole why can't i just do it you know why can't i just make videos on tiktok and then make ten thousand dollars every time i post on social media which really should show you the relationship we have with our own labor and how alienated we are from it, especially in the US, that we're just so lost with without any meaning in capitalism. You go to your job every day, 40 hours a week, clock in, clock out, what are you left with? You don't have any time to pursue what you want because you have to work and constantly grind to better your career, better your life, to even afford to make rent. So 
Why am I talking about all of this? Well, it was recently reported or shown that Alex Earl was a Trump supporter. And just like I said last week or the week before the previous episode, you have to critically analyze everyone that you look up to. Obviously, Alex Earl is some TikTok influencer, like who cares what she has to say, right? But people who see her, high schoolers, people who are about ready to vote in this legal system, they see her as, they look up to her, right? They see her as like, oh, I want to be Alex Earl. I want to be Alex Earl. And it's not just because she has the perfect life that everybody wants. I get to make videos and I get to make so much money that I can finance my kids' colleges with it. What I'm trying to say is Alex Earl is a product of her environment. She grew up rich. She's still rich. And so this podcast is designed to show you that politics does matter and you should have an active voice in trying to change the opinions of people around you. If we can come together to critically analyze systems or to critically um, analyze the people who benefit from these systems, then maybe systemic change is possible. You know what I mean? Also, the fact that me personally, this is just all my opinion from here on out. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's like, uh, make get ready with me videos are like the YouTube essays, but for women on TikTok, which would make sense. So at the end of the day, maybe Alex Earl is just an entertainer and she shouldn't be, she shouldn't be heavily criticized as anything but. So I know this is a serious topic and I want to cover it with the severity it deserves. I want this podcast slash show to be a place to share info, opinions, political takes, and cultural commentary. If anyone cares to listen to that, that is. If you haven't heard, there was a mass shooting, again, in the US. I'll leave some helpful links and articles below, but I wanted to include this topic because I don't know about anyone else, but I've just been so mentally drained from the cycle of these mass casualty events. I genuinely don't want to hear any more thoughts and prayers. The speeches from politicians and news anchors at this point are fatigued, worn out, and do the opposite of helping. The one thing to come of this will be nothing, tangible nothingness. Sure, there might be one regulation that's reevaluated by Congress and taken down by the next president, or an extra loophole is closed. However, that doesn't change the fact that I'm left feeling with this sense of doomerism when it comes to gun laws in the US. It feels hopeless at this point that any tangible efforts will be overcome by a lobbied Congress. At this point, it becomes a song and dance after a mass shooting. It should honestly have its own dissertation at this point. Why does this continue to happen in the U.S. and only the U.S. will forever baffle science? I think what makes this shooting also sort of different is the weapon and age of the attacker. It was a 72-year-old Vietnamese man and he used what is technically a pistol. This is a quote from Reuters. The shooter identified as Hu Can Tran used a semi-automatic pistol with an extended large capacity magazine attached to attack people in the Star Dance Ballroom studio in Monterey Park, California. According to Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna, this is a type of handgun that fires one bullet with each pull of the trigger and automatically loads the next cartridge from the magazine. Unquote. This is also the problem with gun laws in the US, is the type of modifications you can do to them to make it extremely hard for them to be regulated. One good note I want to end this uh, story with is the story of uh, Brandon Say. 
Obviously, this is he's a hero for what he did, and he shouldn't have to put his life on the line like that. There's an interview where Brandon goes in depth about his experience. I just wanted to make sure to get his name out there and spread a little bit of hope, if that's possible. Okay, on to the second most depressing story this week. Um, Tyree Nichols. Not even two weeks later after Monterey Park, there's the death of Tyree Nichols. If you haven't seen the video, I don't even really want to talk about this. It's, it's just so gruesome that I don't want to spread even more depictions of black genocide in America. It's insane that the vast majority of Americans still see police as a force to protect and serve when they almost exclusively started as a way to protect capital and hunt slaves. That is still seen today, as even though the officers and Tyree Nichols were the same race, it's a matter of power. Police are the problem period. We are now to the point where we are patting police on the back for doing the bare minimum. At the time of recording this, two more officers have been suspended for the non-actions they have taken. And the whole move about like the police chief and like how she's upset and she does all these uh, press tours, it's just, it's like sickening. Like why are we even having this discussion at this point? Hassan, as in Hassan Piker, brought up a good point, stating that if there are riots, then mainstream liberal media and Democrats will only further justify increasing police budgets. I'll leave a link to Biden's reaction, but it only goes to show you that establishment Democrats don't actually care for material change, are only concerned for the reaction of the people, and continuously hide behind Republicans stopping any actions that they can do. But even when they have power, there's no real difference made. There's a really good article showing how police budgets are not really decreasing linked down below. So what's the result of all this? Tangibly, nothing. If anything, it shows we have to start coming together as a community and defending and caring about each other. We are stronger in numbers and have to get rid of the selfish mentalities that ultimately let us suffer in silence. So go meet your neighbor or something, check in on each other, invite your friends over for dinner and discuss mutual aid or something. Something so you're not so reliant on forms of government that obviously should be obsolete. As I can bring up in a recent example, the Texas shooting. Like, how are police trained, have body armor and weapons to go in and face a 17-year-old with an assault rifle he just bought two weeks ago? Not qualified to handle that. Like, what are what is my taxes contributing to? And this also extends to uh, people being so against uh, taxation. You're against taxation because your taxes do not materially benefit you. They don't go into things like healthcare. They don't go into things like childcare. They only go to things that lead to other people dying. They only, a majority of the time, go into things that produce death, uh, military spending, police budgets. Look at how much money New York uh, Police Department spends in lawsuits, giving money back to people because of uh, wrongful force. It's, it's utterly insane that we, we keep giving money to a system that's obviously broken, and there's literally nothing that has been done about it. Okay, now on to the next subject. ChatGPT and AI's future. If you haven't heard of ChatGPT, I think your life is going to ex be expectedly altered in the next coming five years. This is an AI developed and trained on 570 gigabytes of data from Wikipedia to web text and books on the internet. However, I can tell you that ChatGPT works amazing if you use it in tandem with learning. You see, there's this whole debate about whether AI will bring the downfall of education. With it being at a child's fingertips, how do you prevent someone from easily asking a robot a question? Although, I'd like you to think for one second. 
What if we use AI and technology in general to better our lives? Instead of thinking how it could impact a child's learning, we should instead be thinking about how we can restructure learning to be used and outfitted with AI. If you keep something from someone, eventually they're going to use it, find out about it, or find some sort of loophole. From my experience using ChatGPT, I ask it to simplify things, to sum things up better, to reword, give more concrete examples, to explain the topic more. I feel like my time in school would have been so much better if I had more help and wasn't intimidated to use it. Think about all the help teachers could have with the classroom if they had a robot helper that could easily field questions about problems to explain things more. On top of that, think of all the possibilities automation could bring with how we think about labor within the US. Boston Dynamics just released a video of a robot doing physical labor. And while slightly terrifying, it is interesting to think if we could replace labor with automation without it becoming a dystopia, what would that lead to? What if more workers had more free time? Of course, this is all destined to be corrupted and poisoned by the slimy stakeholder capitalist as techno-feudalism capitalism is already well underway. We are literally digitally donating our plasma to advertisers. At this point, what isn't possible with technology so readily available at our fingertips? Obviously, regulation must be implemented, as it's not progressing as fast as computing power is. Nothing is evolving that fast. And to everyone that is scared of AI and everything, at this point, we need to embrace it. Because if it leads to fear, that fear can be monetized, that fear can be drummed up politically. We have to do something about it and just not be scared of it and actually utilize it because when it's utilized, it can actually be beneficial. And if it potentially does lead to the restructuring of labor, what would that look like? Imagine if you didn't have to work 40 hours a week and could ship things off to ChatGPT to work on while you pursue something else. What would that generate for the economy in terms of hobbies and contractors and everything? Like if you had more spare time, would you invest that in a business you're working on or what else, right? But no, of course, this whole doom and gloom about technology and honestly, maybe it has to do with like the Terminator movies, but I don't know. It's just some thoughts that I thought of. If you enjoyed listening to me ramble about this month's slash week's topics. Um, I'd appreciate it if you follow me on Instagram uh, just to keep up to date, I guess. I don't really post on there anymore. I don't know. But um, I'm not sure how many, how often these episodes, I'm not sure how often these episodes might come out, but I just wanted a place where I could put all of my thoughts, especially about society and politics into one succinct podcast, I guess, or piece of media. I keep saying that over and over. I don't know. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Please follow me on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify and wherever you get your apps. And I'll see you in the next one.